Okay, got it. All right, dope. Um, let's get into it. Um, did you yeah, want to hear my idea real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, real quick. Short-term pod idea or yeah. long-term pod. Simplicity is the goal. One word, one topic, one discussion. Insightful, experience, helpful, energetic. Short, 30-minute record for 40 to 60 minutes. At the end, 10 tips, Casey's quotes, um, and it can be alternating through voiceover. So this is what I was thinking. We have one word like loneliness. Oh, man. That, I can hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone, I think, just got hit. Um, yeah. Got in a car accident and oh, sure. he's outside in the balcony. Um, so the first topic is is, is loneliness. Yeah. So what I would do is like we would have like a five minute like brainstorm or like three yeah. minute brainstorm and you just jot down things that come up when you think about loneliness. And the goal here is to be insightful through your experience and helpful uh, with energy behind it. And like the yeah. next one can be music and the next one can be food and the next one can be headphones and mindfulness and reading and sadness and money and parents. And so yeah. with all these different words, we come to the table with our own experience and what we have learned about them. And they can literally be anything. So loneliness was the first one because of the whole quarantine thing happening and a lot of people may be alone. Yeah. Um, so basically the question would be, Casey, what are your thoughts about loneliness? How have you experienced, how have you experienced loneliness? What have you learned from it? Um, and just wherever the conversation goes from there. I like that. That's dope. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Cool. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is I'm such a complicated person. I, I just try to find the simplest, most effective way to do mm -hmm. things. And yeah. this is just an attempt. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the name is up for grabs, whatever. I'm just testing it out. We can come up with the name and the branding or whatever, whenever it gets to that point. Yeah. I don't even, the thing but, is, I don't even want to come, like, I don't even want to, I don't like, I just want to record a conversation. It could be this structure. Like, I don't want to, I, I, I worry oh, yeah. about the other shit too much. You know what I mean? I just want to like, yeah. like, I, like, I only thought about one name and it was called recorded conversations where it's like so simple. Like that's all it is, is the recorded conversation. Like that's all a podcast is, is recorded conversations. Like the bare minimum, it, it's like almost like no names, the rapper, her, her name is no name. Like it's like, it's just a name. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter at the end right. of the day. It matters like what the content and, and what's what's in it but um i like that I, the only thing is i don't want to like put myself in a like box where like that's how it has to be every time but what if we approach this one like this is how we want to structure the conversation between you and i mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely does that uh, make sense is this yeah are you doing this with multiple people yeah i was gonna do it with like bray i was gonna do it, like i just want to oh, kind of yeah. do like you're the first one but i kind of want to do it with like one a day with somebody and just like I think it would be cool. I'm doing it more for like looking back in like 20 years and being able to like just listen to uh, like my voice record. You know what I mean? Like our conversation, yeah. like kind of like what we like kind of almost like a digital journal in a sense, like where it's like, oh, yeah. it's not for like, in, it's not to like try to make it a like business or like a full time thing. Like, honestly, I just want it for like me to like kind of like video where you can look home videos like you look back and be like, oh, I can actually watch it. But like, hey, here's actually like insightful conversations we had 10 years ago for us. Yeah. So that's kind of like, the, I love the, that. yeah, I, I just don't want to put any pressure on it. Cause I was, like you said, I always put pressure on the trivial shit and I just get stressed about it where it's like, 
if I'm only doing this like for me and for you and I and like this conversation, then like it just like yeah. alleviates there everything. Can else. be no pressure. Exactly. But I like the exactly. I like the rattle off like a uh, word and then you kind of like whatever comes to mind on it. I really do like that. Oh, thanks, dog. Yeah. Appreciate so, it. um, I guess I guess that could be our intro, like whatever that conversation just was. I was recording it, but um. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. Kinda, no. Um. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. I was just gonna maybe get into like I wanted a little bit more about you, like in depth of like your journey and like your where you came from. Yeah, I mean, your, your upbringing, where you came from and get into some like yeah. questions in there. So it gives like that to the, the people that do end up wanting to listen to this. And then I say we get into kind of like those words that you had and I can come up with a few on the fly that are like, we'll just jot back and forth and we'll talk about it and ask questions back and forth and pick each other's other's brains. Yep. Heck yeah. Let's so, do it. Awesome. Um, cool. My name is Roscoe Johnson. I am from Germany, as you know. Um, I was born in Buckleutsnow, which is a small little. It's actually kind of a medium-sized city, um, and it was half Germans and half Americans. And Americans were from um, the military of the U.S. Army, and um, I was born there. And so, yeah, I went to German kindergarten. German was the first language that I spoke. And that was pretty hard to communicate with my with my dad, um, and that's why I started going to ESL when I was in kindergarten to a nearby elementary school, American elementary school, and so that would be like in the afternoon. So I would go to kindergarten, and then I would go there, um, sit with the teacher, go through the alphabet, go through the numbers to prepare me for first grade. Um, so basically. The reason why I needed to learn English and not continue to um, learn German was because I was going to go to a uh, English-speaking school, uh, basically yeah. an American public school. And so I was preparing for first grade, and then I then we moved from Buckleutsnap to Wiesbaden, where basically where I was raised. And there I went from first grade to twelfth grade. And God, the time yeah, what, in between. Yeah, what's what's the biggest lesson you learned through through that journey? Biggest lesson that I learned. Um, Early on, longevity. To... Yeah, longevity in one place. Uh, yeah. I think I was really fortunate to have that. Uh, even though a lot of my friends kept moving, um, I still stayed in the same town. Yeah. Uh, for over uh, 12 years and what happened was you know um, you just get familiar with the city um, I started to know this was back in high school the, the bus system and the bus routes and how they were going um, and what was awesome for me moving on to sports is I was able to play German sports and um, American so that yeah. was really cool so I got like the best of both worlds um, yeah. So the biggest thing that I learned, though, from that whole journey and just being in one spot is just the comfortability that you start to gain the longer that you're in one place. And one could argue that, you know, 
you should do things that are not comfortable. I had no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, my parents lived there. <laughs> uh, but that that's probably the number one thing that I learned. Um, and, and of course, like, there were a few other people that had that opportunity to stay in one place. And, yeah. and when we were seniors, we were like the only people, the, like the yeah, OGs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's like a really cool feeling to have yeah. um, when, when you can relate to someone um, that has been the same spot. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off the last question I asked, but what, what's something that you are very grateful that you got to experience or learn through that education system in that childhood that um, the people here in America um, don't necessarily get to experience. Yeah. Um, I think the cultures, experiencing the different cultures, I think that's why it may be easier for me to connect with a lot of different people. I had the opportunity to go to an American public school Monday through Friday and then on the weekends I would just be out and about um, going to German grocery stores with my mom going to museums going to plays going downtown going shopping and being able to experience those two cultures definitely uh, probably developed developed me more into an extrovert and um, not being afraid of the world. I think that's the biggest thing. In a military base, a lot of Americans that live there don't leave. Like they stay on the base and go to the grocery stores there and go shopping there. And yeah. they don't really see the world, but then you have another half that take full advantage of it. They travel everywhere. Um, there's like these programs called USO uh, where you can sign up and your whole family can go to Croatia for two weeks or go to uh, Spain for two weeks. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing um, that I'm grateful for is experiencing two cultures at the same time. Oh, actually multiple. Um, yeah. Because Germany is right in the middle of, uh, of Europe. And so France yeah. is your neighbor. Uh, Poland is your neighbor. Uh, the Netherlands is your neighbor. Denmark, you know, all these different countries. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably that's what awesome. I'm for. Yeah, and then piggybacking off of that, going into to undergrad university, what was that process like? Did did you when did you know you wanted to go to college in the states? Um, well, and what was that transition like? So um, I uh, was in a advanced. It was called AVID. It was like advanced learning something, and basically what this class was about was um, helping you. Uh, get better grades in your classes, take better notes in your classes, um, because I, I really didn't have anyone in my family that graduated from college and could teach me the tools to get good grades yeah. in these classes. And so this class um, taught me, gave me all the tools to just be successful. And my senior year, uh, it was a requirement to get three um, college acceptance letters. And at first, so the semester started, or it was yeah. junior year, actually. The semester started, and this was a requirement. And I was like, what the heck is an acceptance letter? Like, yeah, who's yeah. going to accept me? Who's going to accept me? Um, and then I caught on quickly that college was a thing. 
And um, so I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. You know, you have to apply to a college to get an acceptance letter. And if you don't get yeah. a letter or you get a letter of denial or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't go. And so they really pushed me. They're like, Roscoe, you got to go to college. That is the next step um, in order for you, you know, to a college degree is important yeah, yeah. to make a living. Yeah. And then my senior year rolled around. I talked to my parents and my dad was like, hey, I have the GI Bill, which is um, uh, basically a bill that pays for your college. Yeah. And he was like, I'm giving you this all. And you have to pick a, a school in Michigan because I'm a Michigan resident and it automatically makes you one. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I don't even know. Yeah. I, I'm walking around here thinking yeah. that I'm just a U.S. citizen, but I'm actually a Michigan uh, resident. Yeah. Um, so then, um, so I applied to Eastern. I applied to uh, U of M, I think, yeah. Grand Valley State, and Michigan State. So at the time, high school basketball is a really big thing, and everyone knows that Michigan State basketball is yeah. a, a, a huge and elite program. And um, so that was that was my target, and. I applied, I got accepted, and off to college I went. Um, my parents and I flew to Michigan for AOP, Academic Orientation Program. Yep. And I still remember to this day driving on, um, oh God, what is that street called? I think it's Grand River. Yeah, I think it's, do you, do you remember, Grand River, uh, where we used to live, uh, Beale Street, yeah, yeah, and that main street where uh, the Harrison? QD was, Harrison, Harrison. Yeah. yeah, yes. So driving down there, and all the frat houses were on the other side of the campus, yeah. and it literally just rained college food. I was like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, this is what I've been seeing in American Pie. And yeah. And um, so, yeah, so then we went through, my dad was thrilled. He was like, I'm about to live through you. Like, you're going to tell me everything. I never yeah, went to yeah. college. Um, and so the AOP went well. I met a whole bunch of people uh, quickly, which was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, then went, flew back to Germany and then flew back to Michigan. They dropped me off, moved into my dorm and another chapter begins. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's a crazy, crazy story. Um, wait, so piggybacking off, are, are you the first person from your family to graduate from college? Yes. That's, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so then that's when our, our path kind of crossed. Um, just exactly. kind of get contact with the people listening. Um, Roscoe and I both work for the, the men's basketball team um, at Michigan State um, as managers. And I, I don't even know when the first time we – I mean, Matt was maybe when I first got, got the, the job. Yeah. The interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's where we, we met and then became good friends and then end up living, um, living with each other. Um, yeah. How did you, how did you get to uh, Michigan state? What was your process like? Did you apply to different schools and. Yeah, I like did. That? I did. Um, I kind of was in this internal battle of if I wanted to play college basketball or not. Um, had a few offers to play at a few, few small schools um, and, and walk on at, at a D1 school. But at the end of the day, I, I kind of was, was uh, burnt out, I'd say, um, and, and kind of just wanted to go 
go to school and, and hang up the shoes. Um, then as you know, I, I kind of got antsy and missed my basketball fix and ended up finding a way to get, get that fixed with the basketball team and, um, and forever gave for that. But yeah, my, my, yeah, same, same process. Um, but it was kind of more, I got into a few schools, but it was, it was more, do I want to go to small schools and play basketball or, or go to Michigan state and kind of hang up the shoes. Um, and I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad the way I took it, it worked out how it was supposed to, but, um, yeah, it's kind of how yeah. I, ended up at, I ended up at Michigan State. Um, so then Roscoe and I roomed together um, at Michigan yep. State, and he completely changed my life. Um, so did you. And yeah, yeah, we became <laughs> super close. Um, he's one person that um, no conversation is um, – how do I want to word this? Um, is always he's always there to talk about anything i guess um any topic yeah. any any conversation um he's very curious which i i um was keen to from the beginning um always asking questions questions that he genuinely means not to carry on conversation but because he wants to learn more um and that kind of led us to where we are now in our friendship and we're kind of chatting about how what do we want to talk about on this um and we kind of came up with this kind of idea or Roscoe came up with this idea of just throwing out, throwing out a word. Um, and, and Roscoe and I will kind of articulate what comes to mind and ask each other questions um, when it comes to that. So um, yeah. if we, if we want to go start with the first word, we'll, we'll get into it. Let's do it. Um, hopefully you guys um, find this information insightful. Um, uh, th this information that we'll be sharing is solely from our experience through this through this wonderful life we were able to live and um, hopefully it's helpful and yeah here's the first topic loneliness we are living in a very interesting time um, we are quarantined across the nation or across the world yeah. and there are a lot of people out there that are in their homes um, some are lonely some are lucky to have loved ones with them or roommates or friends or whatever it may yeah. be. and um, so when you think about loneliness Casey what do you what are your first thoughts um, have you how have you experienced loneliness and if you did experience it how'd you get out of it um, yeah yeah um, I definitely have um, a lot um, it's, it's a crazy time right now. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, I, I like to take a word and, and maybe like figure out what it means at its core. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll throw this back on you, but like, what's your definition of loneliness? What, what, what does that word mean to you? And maybe yeah. we can articulate off that. Yeah. 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 Um, loneliness, man. I feel like I got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Um, pulling up sadness because one has no friends or company. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to actually say, um, it's definitely an emotional thing. Uh, yeah. Feel lonely because you're sad or, um, you're fearful. Um, but I, man, uh, the, the first thing that came to mind when I thought about loneliness was when I graduated uh, college and all my friends were gone in the summer. Uh, not yeah. all, but a, a lot of them. And it was a ghost town. 
And there were definitely periods where I felt like lonely, like no one was here, everyone left. And me being an extrovert and me being able to feed off of people, this was going to yeah. be a great challenge. Um, and so something triggered in my brain that I knew that I was going to be lonely, that no one's going to be here, that I need to do something about it. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, me and you, we read about emotions and we yeah. try to figure it out and we're trying to go over, get over it and to try all these different things. And so like physical activity was like one of the things. So I got into hot yoga. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing was, um, meditation. Like that's when I really like, felt like I found myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so loneliness definitely taught me to act. So when I feel it, I sit with it for a second and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be here in this state anymore. There are a few avenues that I can take um, in order for me to not feel lonely anymore. And so with hot yoga, for example, not only did I do the physical exercise, but I actually found a community and I actually started working there. Yeah. And um, so people were coming in and I had, to, I had somewhere to go and it was just, yeah, it just, it just worked out. Um, loneliness, man. Uh, ter- uh, I tore my ACL and I yeah. couldn't play basketball anymore. Um, so I had to be home for like three months. Uh, but at the time I-, I was lucky I had a significant other that yeah. was there for me. And so I guess I, I really wasn't that lonely there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but I, yeah, that's I feel like piggybacking. I've, you've made a comment with like people are with their loved ones if you're not, but I think people still can feel lonely even if you're with some, you know, you know what I mean? With somebody else, if there's no, no connection. So maybe we can dive into like what, maybe the question is like, what, what does a relationship have to have to satisfy that? Does that make sense? Like, yes. like I can still feel lonely in a room feel of, thousands of people you know what I mean it, yeah. it doesn't for me sometimes like that's when it comes when I'm like I feel like personally it's when I almost can't relate to people I feel lonely like no one no one gets me no one gets how I'm thinking or my thoughts um yeah. and that's when I think mind stems is when but but then again saying this like out loud and explicitly it makes you realize like how do you know that like I guess I never put myself out there in those situations to like express what I'm thinking or like what my thoughts are. I just always thought no one would get me. No one understands me. Like I'm different, but that wall, that built up a wall to not even like express what I'm thinking and, and what helped me get over kind of like those times when I was, is like accepting that I felt it and expressing that I felt it. And then other people are like, well, yo, I feel this too. You know what I mean? And I, I relate yeah. here and it kind of like, that's what helped me through that at least one example is when, when I felt that, like, it doesn't matter if I'm in a room full of people, it's, it's expressing how I feel and what's going through my mind. And then, and then that connection. So maybe like, what does a relationship have to have to provide that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think a year right there, uh, being heard, feeling like you're being heard and being listened to, um, I think that's the, that's the essence of, of being lonely. Um, if, if you're in a room full of people and you talk to them and, and they're not like not listening to you or they're not acknowledging what you're saying, um, 
I think that's when you start to feel like, oh, okay, I'm a nobody. They're not really listening or they're not really yeah. engaged. Like, why are they not doing that? And so I think at that point, it's like, for me, it's like, okay, well, if I feel like this in this situation, then I'm going to have to try not to get into the situation again or yeah. bring someone that I know has made me feel heard before at yeah. specific venues yeah. or events. And I'm going to bring them and we're going to, you know, we're going to go there yeah, and good, yeah. talk. And so I can't tell you how many times we've Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I found myself when I feel it sometimes in that, in that, in that sense where like they don't they're not listening they're not paying attention they don't they don't notice me in a sense like what's a dark hole for me is when like I continue to try to get that person to realize or listen and it's like I do maybe sometimes do things that aren't me and aren't authentic to what is truly me to try to get that to try to get that hey look at me hey hey pay attention hey listen to me when when I'm kind of like bending myself to get their attention instead of realizing they don't care. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me yeah. go con- like find other people that connect with me and th- that will sit there and listen and, and, and talk to me. Um, so yeah, I just had to, had to get that out there too. I feel like. Oh, no, that's perfect. Um, I think th- what you said, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, seeking attention, like getting someone's attention. We all do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so with that i think it's it's healthy to do that it, but if you find yourself doing it all the time um then this person that you're trying to get their attention from yeah. it, it, it 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 may not be meant to be if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and so but i think it's healthy to grab someone's attention because you see something in them that you really like yeah. And you want that to be part of your life. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, you know, crack at it a little bit um, just to, to just to open them up. Because a lot of people are yeah. shy. A lot of people have their own walls. And yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to, you know, take a hammer and knock down the wall yeah, and then yeah. give them a hug real quick. And be like, yeah, hey, yeah. I know it was violent, but <laughs> I'm actually here for you. Yeah, exactly. What are, what are some questions that, that you've learned that help down, break down people's walls? Oh, that's a great one. Um, the questions really come up depending on what kind of conversation I'm having with people. And so the number yeah. one thing that helps me is listening very, very closely to what they're yeah. saying. Uh, and then finding some kind of avenue um, to where they can tell me a story. Like I really try to put the ball in their court and have them like dump whatever yeah, yeah. they're going through or whatever topic it is. Um, whatever knowledge they have about the specific subject, yeah. um, to have them tell me everything. If if they feel like they're an expert, give it to me. Let yeah, me yeah. know. You do, I want to hear it. You do a very good job of of cracking that wall with. The, yeah, you do a fantastic job. What what are some tips um, for people listening that that you use to make people feel comfortable? Like, like you're you're a type of person that makes even though you just met them today, they feel like they've known you for a while. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's just a subconscious thing or, or there's maybe some like takeaways for somebody listening of like how they can, they can make someone feel comfortable with, with them. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, the first thing that came to mind was I have this voice in the back of my head. 
And one advice that the people listening could maybe take is uh, the world is, is really lonely. There are a lot of people out there that don't have conversations or wish to have conversations. And so when I'm in conversations with people, I have that voice in the back of my head. Like, when was the last time they had this conversation? Or when was the last time they had a really good conversation with another human being? This is my opportunity to make this person feel heard. Yep. Um, and so what I do is, is, is listen actively. And yep. then, and just, like you mentioned um, about me is curiosity. Like I'm always curious. Like I'm always looking for the next day. Um, and man, I'm trying to think of like specific questions that I ask people. And yeah, I think a lot uh, of it's, I, the, it's tough. Yeah. I think a lot of it's a curiosity. It's, it's not, maybe it's not so much the questions you ask, but it's how you ask them and how, how it's delivered. Um, it could be such a simple simple question of like, how are you? Where like, you, you come off as like this curious, like you're actually genuinely asking them, how are you? Like, let's break down this wall of like, don't just give me the good you. You know what I mean? Like, let's actually talk and have a conversation. Um, and maybe, maybe that's something you're blessed to just have like born with. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's just something yeah. that, I don't know if that's um, a trait you can work on. I don't know if that's like a muscle you can lift of like curiosity or like, I think everyone's curious about something though. Maybe you're just curious about human connection and emotion. You know what I mean? Like you're actually yeah. in conversation. That's what you're curious about and what you, what well, you want to break down. Um, yeah. I think I have to, I have to give a shout out to my mom. Um, my mom is, is a very curious person and she can talk to anyone and, and, and people fall in love with her quickly. Yeah. Uh, Cause she's just so genuine. And I think another thing is, is just being genuine and like coming from a good place. Um, cause people can feel if, if you're not coming from a good place, yeah, yeah. if you're asking questions or you're having a conversation with someone, they can feel like, Oh, okay. You're, you're asking me this question because you really don't care or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah. like you said, it's, it's not necessarily the questions. It's, 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 it's your curiosity where your curiosity leads you to. Yeah. And, um, it, it reminded me of a quote, I, uh, this, I'm definitely going to butcher this, um, <laughs> I, Albert El Einstein is, um, you can act like nothing's a miracle or everything's a miracle. And yeah. that's, that's tough. I mean, to, to constantly think 24 seven that everything's a miracle. Like I tried that and let me tell you, it is beautiful. Like everything's yeah, yeah. just fascinating. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but life hits and life gets real. Like not everything is a fucking miracle. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it definitely, it definitely gets, um, there's definitely roadblocks in the way. But listening carefully, um, being genuine, and knowing that you're human and yeah. that you're not perfect. Like, we're both humans here. And yeah. they say something that hurts my feelings, and that's just human. Like, yeah. that's totally fine. Um, and, um, and also, the show is not about you. It's yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So we, we touched a lot about how to approach somebody that's maybe feeling this but but maybe let's put ourselves in the other person's shoes if i'm the one feeling lonely listening to this you touched on hot yoga and and getting outside and moving but but maybe let's talk about some things that they can combat that you know what i mean if they're listening to this my first thing is i always like the thing is you're not alone like that i i always mm. tell people that and remind myself that like 
there's a lot of people listening to this feeling this, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and you're not alone feeling alone or being lonely. Um, but yeah, maybe let's chat about some like tangible ways to help somebody that's maybe feeling this. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of this depends on what kind of person you are. Um, it's going to be different for any, anyone, uh, everyone, but yeah. for me specifically, and I think for you as well, uh, music. I yeah. Music has been incredible has been an incredible tool for me uh when i feel lonely um i listen to sad music and i've read an emotional intelligence that that actually helps it doesn't yeah. it, it goes back to your quote it makes you feel that you're not alone like someone yeah. um feels you. for you someone yeah. you can relate exactly you can relate yeah. to them um so music is definitely one um what could be another one uh, what do I do? Uh, meditation, that's something that I found. Um, that It's helped me uh, quickly change my mindset and my thoughts. Yeah. And that's, I think that is the whole point of meditation is being able to leave one thought and go to another. Um, and so when I get lonely thoughts, I, I'm, I'm able to recognize it and be like, oh, snap. Okay, I got to do something. Um, yeah. And so... And, and people may argue that you're putting it, you're shoving it under the rug. Um, but there, I feel like it's, it's like a mixture. There are a lot of things that um, you need to get distracted by because they're really not that deep. Like it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. Just a, it's, a, it's just a phase or just a moment. Yeah, yeah. There are other times where you can't, pushing under the rug so like I think if you see it happening happening consistently like, every single day yeah um you just you just find patterns of sorry uh, you can't <laughs> <touch>. <laughs> um but like, basically patterns if you if you start to see a con, uh, patterns of you being sad consistently over weeks then then you need to write down you need to journal you need to maybe talk to somebody but if it's just like in yeah. a moment music is definitely something that's that's easily accessible for me yeah you touched on it journaling that that helps me a lot of just like writing it out and and like seeing it objectively um yeah and how, then maybe, how, off of that how do you what do you write down like how do you start that i write like i write like i'm i don't know how to put it i'll write like i feel lonely i'll like be so straightforward and blunt with my writing where it's like I'm the dialogue that's going in my head I try to project it on paper so like how I'm talking to myself in my head kind of like yeah kind of the dialogue I have in my head I try to write it on paper so like mm. instead of having the dialogue in my head I'm just getting it out and then I can realize and then read it and be like oh this is you know what I mean this is what my thought process is like and I can look at it kind of objectively and be like it's really not that you know what I mean it's really not that bad or Hey, I'm gonna leave it in the book, shut it, and there. I let you know. What I mean, I let all those thoughts go. Um, kind of, yeah. I'd say a dumping of th my thoughts is how I journal. Um, yeah. Taking so when it gets loud in my head and I need to like clear it, I'll just dump all those thoughts on the paper, and it clears my mind for space for better dialogue or um, more like a med meditation almost of clearing mm -hmm. my head and, and ridding ridding all those thoughts um, and realizing that they're just thoughts and that they can be translated to a sentence that can be put onto a note page that can be put into a book that can be shut and thrown in a drawer. Yeah. So I guess, no, I, I think that's excellent. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's how I journal. Um, 
And for those that are listening, um, sorry to interrupt, Case. No, you're good. For those that are listening, uh, you may that process may not work for you. Mm-hmm. And the, but the number one thing is just try. Just grab yeah. a just grab a pen, grab a paper, and just see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. And and it's so easy. Like yeah, I sometimes even start. I am writing my journal right now. I really don't want to be writing right now, but I'm writing right now. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that yeah. and like just being so that's kind of what I'm touching on is like so blunt with my thoughts like I don't want to be doing this right now but I still sat down and did this and now I'm writing I'm already on my second sentence oh and then it yeah. and then it just flows into my third fourth fifth and then hey it was a way to start I was just like brutally honest with myself saying I don't want to do this but I still am doing this right you know and, and I think that that's helped me get over that writer's block or that hump of like not wanting to write or making it easier to write of like just like say it's hard to write right now and there you have a sentence and then yeah. the beginning so um dude uh that reminds you of uh the rick rubin um interview with kevin abstract that you sent me yeah uh, masks and so it see it sounds like you're wearing two masks and you it sounds bad when you wear it we all wear masks like yeah yeah 100 yeah, inevitable yeah, yeah. Um, but you have one mask that is lonely but then you have one mask that notices that you're lonely and does something about it if it's wrong, yeah. if it's going to make it better, it doesn't matter. It's going to do something. And so you quickly put on the other mask, like a superhero cape, and yeah, you just yeah. go to work. And Come to just, the rescue, yeah. Yeah, Come exactly. to the rescue. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I like that. That was a really good conversation um, about loneliness. Yeah, Is there any yeah. other last last tidbits you want to touch on loneliness before we move on to the next, uh, next word? Um... Hey, if you feel lonely, just like Casey said, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're always if, here. If any of these, exactly, if any of these methods help you out, um, if you have any methods uh, that you would like to share with us, please yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, yeah uh, Casey Waters, yeah, go yeah. DM him. <laughs> uh, he has a fire IG story, ask great <laughs> questions. It's always there to help you. Um, and at Scopix, if you Go want pick. to send anything, S-C-O-E-P-I-C-S. Um, but other than that, I have nothing in case we can good. maybe cut this one out. Uh, but if you know how you write your quotes? Yeah, yeah. If you feel like it, if you want to write any quotes of loneliness that you can think of, like we're not. Yeah, alone, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We can, whatever. That'd be dope. No, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, so actually, Case, I... I mean, we can go to the next word if you'd like. That can be one yeah. episode, and then well, I the say we just. Can be. I'm I'm just running this from the top. I just I just cool. put no pressure. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, next, 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 next. Uh, we have a few options. Um, or do you want to just end that there? Yeah. We could. Confidence is one. Um, books. Instagram. <laughs> it's up to you, bro. I really don't care. I mean, this is. Let's um, do. Let's do one more. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see. Nature. Ooh. What have you learned from it? What is the first oh. thing that you think of? What, oh my what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> Yo, everything. They. Oh my God. Yo, I think. Uh, the single single best medicine in the world is mm-hmm. nature. 
is being out in nature. I went for a run today and just like through the trails, I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, this is, this is what everybody needs and it's in their backyard. You know what I mean? People think they need this pill and this pill. And, and, and I think honestly, if they just stepped outside for 30 minutes a day and were in nature for 30 minutes a day, a lot of those problems and a lot of the, the issues that people are dealing with, I think would subside or at least be more minimal. Um, wow. Yeah. I, like, what about nature uh, do you appreciate so much? Ooh. Um, I think the, it's a, it's a dope word I really like. It's called ep- epiphoromality. Um, if you want to look it up, but it means that like one thing, one like how's the best way to describe it one instant is never the same so like like mm-hmm. nature is never repli- you can't replicate it so like when i'm seeing this tree i'm the only one in that moment that can see it for what it is but then the next moment it's gone and someone else will interpret that tree in a different way um yeah it's like a, a beautiful world that i've i've loved it's like like it's it's always changing it's never the same it's I like to think about like I'm I'm ingesting this beauty that no one else has seen. You know what I mean? That that I'm seeing for me right now, and it, it's going to change in a second, a day, a week, two weeks, and someone else is going to see this same view from the same point with yeah. two different eyes and see something different. Um, I think that's that's super dope. Um, I think it clears my head too. It it, it uh has this natural way of of releasing thoughts and um making me feel at ease and at peace um it makes me feel um yeah yeah i'd say at peace where this is when i'm in it i'm like why do i never like why don't i just live you know what i mean why do i live here why do i just like stay in this moment forever um it brings that type of feeling um that that i crave how about you yeah um oof what do I appreciate about nature? Um, I think to the core, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for um, yeah, yeah. plants and, and trees existed before we were even alive. Yeah. Um, and so I think I just have a really great appreciation for them to still be here and to give us oxygen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's just insane yeah, to yeah. me. Um, like you mentioned how it's always changing uh i love that idea because you're right it's always changing and we are too and so that does that makes me not feel alone because nature is changing i'm part of nature and that means i'm always changing too i mean we're all getting older yeah yeah um, and so that that gives me like peace like you said it gives me peace that there is there is uh this whole thing that we're walking on is a yeah. living breathing machine just like me um and so that's i think that's why i'm such an advocate for climate change and um you know recycling and just doing good things for the earth um, yeah or our planet because it, this is our home this, is, this yeah. is exactly what we need in order to survive um and nature just comes in so many different shapes and forms and temperatures and tastes it's just a whole world out there man um like the ocean is salty the lake is not salty yeah yeah. you you have fish you have insects you have all types of things yeah and 
it's uh, it's just fascinating. Also, I think uh, National Geographic put everything into place for me. Like I was able to see things I probably will never be able to see in my no, life. See, yeah, 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 uh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and and I, one I like, of my favorite things to do is watch uh, nature documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I think what's dope too for me is like, it's not man-made. Like it just is as it is. You know what I mean? There's no like, there's no like structure or plan or blueprint that was made for like that tree to grow that way or like that plant to look like that or that insect or you know what I mean that that animal to be that way. It just is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's no like predetermined notion of like pressure of it to be something it just it just is and it reminds me to like be the same like just be present and be who i am and be is if that makes sense but like like be free-flowing and ever-changing and like allowing that free flow to like move through me um it's something i feed off in the energy It, it rejuvenates me too like there's a battery that i feel like everyone needs to refill and with nature and it's like go out there and i feel like recharged i feel like ideas are flowing and you know i mean i just feel like a new revived person um and i don't know what that is in nature but it it does it and it and it charges you up um in a way that that can't be described um 100 and and what i love too is 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 the seasons like it just it no matter winter spring fall summer heat cold it it survives and it keeps going yeah I like that. What's your favorite way to experience nature or, or a couple of ways to experience nature? Yeah. Um, a forest. Uh, I think I'm a forest lover. I think I like yeah, the yeah. forest uh, wilderness more than the beach, even though I love the beach. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, but the forest, I just, I just love that type of um, setting. Yeah. Uh, uh, going going on walks, enjoying it. Um, I think I think the forest is is my, is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think mine. What, what's your what's your what's the your favorite um, nature spot you've been to? Ooh, I always find my like, I always find my little homes in each place I go. Where, like, <laughs> yeah. I guess right now, like when I'm in New York, it's this little like garden right by, like maybe a block north of my place. It's so close to get to. Um, it's just this little like peaceful garden and this peaceful outlet um, where it's not going to be on the Google, the best nature spots in New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, yeah. it's like this like little pocket, this little home for me that I like kind of carved out. Um, I had that in when I lived in Indy and I had that when I lived in LA and that Michigan State, it was at that um, the nature center. That was my spot. I would always go, yeah. I would always go to that nature center in Hammock. Um, Dude, shout out to Michigan State. They have yeah, a yeah. beautiful campus. Holy yeah, they do. Crap. They do. But, but yeah, I, I always find my little pockets. But if I could, uh, I love Colorado. Mm-hmm. I love the mountains. I love Aspen. Aspen's really cool. I like Northern yeah. Michigan too. Northern Michigan's beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Michigan a, definitely, Michigan definitely holds its own in the, in yeah, the nature competition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm, uh, I think that's why I love it so much. I was, I was fortunate enough to grow up around it and be, be around it. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say like, probably Aspen. 
I love the, yeah. the the mountains and the trees and um, the sunshine there too. You get you get the best of both worlds in, in Colorado. Dude, um, mountains are pretty powerful. Yeah, 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 definitely. I like I like I like them because they put things in perspective. They make me feel so small and like the shit I'm dealing with is so minute and like it doesn't really matter at the end. Yeah, you know I mean it doesn't matter. Like this is like yeah, it may, yeah it, it it does that to me where it's like I'm really just a dot. You know, I mean it's everything that I'm going through is not that big of a deal. And um, I think that's one thing nature does for me as well. Um, yeah. Uh, if uh, you listen to the loneliness podcast, you can check that out. Um, one tip is going out in nature. Yeah. I like that. You feel that you are. Yeah. Not yeah. Alone. <laughs> I like that. Dope, man. Um, anything else on that topic? Oh yeah. I have one question. Your yeah. earliest memory of being in nature? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I think we have a we have a little river in the backyard, um, not my immediate backyard, but my neighbor's backyard that we'd always kayak down. Um, oh, shit. So I think that I think that being in nature, um, we have a little cottage way up in the middle of Michigan has a little creek my dad was a, a fly fisher so and a hunter so I think like going up there with him and sitting in the blind with him or running around in the woods out there while he he fly fishes um kind of my that. two that awesome. yeah, yeah two that come to mind of of being in nature or around nature how about you um earliest memory uh German kindergarten we would take field trips a lot but we also had a playground um that was connected to a cliff, like a little mountain cliff. I mean, not like yeah. a, as big as a mountain, but it was, uh, it was, it was a good height. And so we would try to find like ways to climb up it. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was so much fun. I think in Germany, they do a really good job of exposing the young to nature and just letting them get dirty and let them go in the forest and just explore. Yeah. Um, second one is down in Bavaria, where my grandma lives um she lives close to the alps and she literally lives in a small small town called bad leichenhall which means um a bathe in in a rich hall because they were um salt exporters that, yeah. that city and so it was just rich in salt and that's how they made yeah, yeah. all their money and that's how they were able to establish that little town but yeah. it was literally, my grandma lived in the middle of the village and it was surrounded by mountains and it just felt like you were in a bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was so, it was so cool. And uh, the lake where she lived, yeah, yeah. same thing, lake in the middle of a mountain, uh, surrounded by the mountains and you're just swimming, looking up and uh, it was a great time. That's dope, man. That's dope. Well, yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, like I said, I really had, I don't really have a plan for this. I was like, this crisis is going on. Everyone's locked in. I kind of just want to record conversations with friends that I can look back almost like home videos and just like listen to what we talked about um, in five, 10, 20 years. So I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being such a good friend to me um, and changing my life. And um, yeah, man, much love. Yeah, man. Appreciate you and great idea. I cannot wait to listen to this. I'm excited, man. I, um, much love. I'll, I'll shoot you a text after.
Cool. All right, peace.